so Greg and Nancy are a part of our home group. Uh, I'm not sure how long ago they started attending, probably somewhere a year, year and a half, I'm not sure. Uh, but they have a bunch of stories of some really exciting things they, they have done, they are doing, and they're going to continue to do. So if you guys don't know anything about them, or you might find a little bit more out today, but it's probably just going to be a glimpse of what their life is about. Um, so I was really excited when I heard Greg was going to be sharing this morning. I was even more excited when we were up in the prayer room and heard Nancy is going to be sharing some of her testimony. So this is uh, going to be, if you guys, since you guys made it out this morning, not everybody did, obviously I can see, but you guys are going to have something up on everybody else that didn't make it out. <laughs> and it's a good thing, it's, it's a new year, and start the new year up is a good thing. So I'm just going to pray uh, for Greg and Nancy as they share this morning, and I uh, just believe that God's going to speak to us this morning through his message. Father, we just thank you for Greg and Nancy. We thank you that they are part of our church, that they came to this area from so many other places they could have chosen or been, but you've chosen them to come here to speak to us this morning, Lord God. And I just pray that we would be able to grasp what you want to speak through them to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Just make sure this is working. Good. <coughs> and I'm, uh, am I on? Good. Let me add my uh, happy new year to everybody else's this morning. Um, this is an exciting time. New beginnings, I think someone already mentioned. And uh, you're in for a treat this morning. Because right. uh, I've got some wisdom to share with you that, um, that will... If you apply it 100%, will make you wealthy, make you happy. It'll just it'll be just wonderful for you. So so here, <laughs> I've got hecklers down here already. She says it sounds like a setup. <laughs> oh, a scam! <laughs> just that's even worse. Okay, folks, so I want to know, first bit of wisdom that I'm willing to give to you today is foolproof for those of you who want to win at poker. So if you are ready to win at po poker, this is foolproof wisdom. You cannot fail if you, if you follow this advice. Well, let me first give you the, the best advice is don't play poker. <laughs> but if you... But if you do play, this is what you have to do. You have to know when to hold them. <laughs> know when to fold them. Know when to walk away and know when to run. If you do that, you've got it. You've got it made and you'll become a big winner in poker. Okay, how many of you want to know how to win in the stock market? Or in real estate? I'll give you the wisdom foolproof. This is all you need to do to win in the stock market and win at real estate. Are you ready? should be leaning forward in your chairs right now. This is it. Buy low, sell high. You do that, you got it. You got it made. 
Or how about in 2017, who wants to be happy? I'm going to give you the four-step foolproof plan on how to be happy. This is my plan for you, how to be happy in 2017. This is it. You ready? Work hard, play fair, keep learning, and be thankful. Okay? You do that, you'll be happy in 2017. Foolproof. Work hard, play fair, keep learning, and be thankful. There's a bit of a problem with this wisdom that I've been giving to you. <laughs> the problem with this wisdom is it's temporal wisdom. This wisdom is available for everybody. It's reasonably effective if you can apply it. But it's, it's human wisdom. It's temporal wisdom. It's short wisdom. And you didn't come to church this morning to learn temporal wisdom, did you? No. <laughs> that was extra then for you. It was free. <laughs> the reason we came to church this morning is we want to learn eternal wisdom, don't we? We want something more than temporal wisdom. We don't want wisdom that comes to us from people. We don't want wisdom that's short-term. We want wisdom that's revealed from God. We want wisdom that will last forever. And that's what I'd really like for us to think about this morning. Wisdom that is eternal. If you want to find favor with God in 2017, this is what you must do. You must honor Jesus' great commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And second, love your neighbor as yourself. This is eternal wisdom. This is revealed wisdom. This is wisdom that will make a real difference in your life and in mine. The pro one of the things that I notice about this when I read this is this is a command. And that causes a bit of a challenge for me. A command. How can this wisdom be a command? If I just say to you, I'm going to command you to do something, What's the first thing that comes to mind for you? I'm going to command you to do something. This is what Jesus is saying. I'm, this is a commandment, the first commandment, the greatest commandment. Would you expect my command to be pleasant? If I'm commanding you to do something, would the first thing that comes to mind for you, would you expect it to be pleasant? Would you expect my command to be the most wonderful adventure you could possibly imagine? Would you expect my command to be com a complete fulfillment of who you are, who you were created to be, who you are destined to become? 
Probably not. That's not what I think of when I think of a, when someone commands me. I th- when someone commands me to do something, I'm more likely to think this will be burdensome, this will be troublesome, this may or may not be good for me, probably is going to be good for them, <laughs> but not necessarily for me. But the great thing about Jesus' commandment is it's the opposite of what I would expect when someone's commanding me to do something. His command is pleasant. It's the most wonderful adventure that I could ever imagine. His commandment will be a complete fulfillment of who I was created to be, who I am and who I'm destined to become. This is good news. This is eternal wisdom. This is wonderful. And as we enter into 2017, this is way better than a New Year's resolution to think about how can we implement this commandment of God's into our lives. That's what I would like for us to think about in particular today. Each person is a unique creation. Each person has a God-given purpose. Each person has all that is needed to fulfill God's purpose for him or her. A life is a journey of ongoing obedience to God that is accomplishing your unique purpose and ongoing personal development, always preparing for that next assignment, always getting ready for the next thing that God has for you and has for me. So I'd like for us to take a fresh look at Jesus' great commandment. When Jesus was asked, which is the greatest commandment, he responded, first, we are to love God with all of our heart. We're to love God with all of our heart. We think of our heart as our center, the center of our physical and spiritual life, our sensibilities our affections, our emotions, our desires, our appetites, our passions. We are to love God with all of our heart, the center of who we are. We're to love God with all of our, of all of our soul, that vital force which annotates our body. It's not dissolved by death. Our soul is eternal. We're to love God with all of our soul. We're to love God with all of our mind. We think of our mind as that faculty of understanding, feeling, desiring, our thoughts. We're to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. And then we're to love others as we love ourselves. Can't really separate that out because as we love God, We love the things God loves, and God loves people. So we love people. We love other people as we love God. So it's kind of a redundant statement, but Jesus wanted to make sure we got it, so he said it in there, (laughs) and others, love others as yourself. Now, there's one problem with this assignment, with this commandment from God And that is, it's hard to measure. Let me ask you, how well are you doing in loving God with your entire heart? 
You know, if you were to rank yourself a 1 to 10, where would you put yourself? In fact, if you want to jot that down on the handout, you can just put there in the corner, you know, of that, of that little box. How am I doing loving God with all of my heart, 1 to 10? How am I doing loving others? 1 to 10, with all of my heart. How about my soul? 1 to 10, how am I doing in loving God with all of my soul? How about loving others with all my soul? Or my mind? How am I doing in loving God with all of my mind? Well, this is a bit difficult. You know, you're all looking at me a little bit confused, so I'm going to help you out. I've got the solution. I have invented the love God meter. I invented this just for this morning, the Love God meter. I've got my little um, apparatus that measures, and I've got my transponder. Oh, I better pull up the, there we go. So this actually is a receiver and a, and a transmitter. Um, it receives by um, Bluetooth message from the apparatus and then sends it back, and we're going to actually project up on the screen how well some of us are doing in loving God with our mind, with our soul, and with our, with all of our, what is it? Heart. <laughs> with our heart, our soul, and our mind, okay? So I need some volunteers. Who wants to, your spirituality to be broadcast up here on the screen for us this morning? You know, how well you're doing in loving God with all of your heart? No volunteers. Okay, well, probably we need maybe some of our leaders, some more spiritual people. So that, you know, we don't want, we don't want someone embarrassed. So um, how about our hosts this morning? They would be a good candidate. Todd, why don't you come up? Shane, are you, here? Are you still around? Shane, why don't you guys, you guys, we can... I'm sure you wouldn't mind us all checking up on you and seeing how you're doing. With, uh, we probably need one more. Um, how about an elder? How about someone who's preached here before? <laughs> Danielle would be a good... Marie, what a good choice. <laughs> Danielle, would you come up and you can, you can also... We can check up on you and see how, see how you're doing. With, um, with loving God, with your entire heart, soul, and mind. Here, Daniel, stand over here. We, we want to be able to see you in the light. Okay, now, the way that this works, guys, is this has to be close to your heart. So it needs to be under your left arm so that it's measuring accurately um, your spiritual state, okay? Okay, so go ahead. Put that under your left arm. Let's see if we can do that. Get this transmitting properly. Okay, there we go. So Shane, you're doing pretty good on your heart. Soul, you've got some room for improvement, but not bad. And mind, nine out of 10, pretty good. Good job, yeah, good for Shane. Okay, Todd, let's see how you measure up. Now, see if, if does, this is a little bit of competition, dad versus son here. Okay, let's, let's get this. 
get this, get this going. Okay, so we've got that. Okay, Todd, heart, you've got a nine, soul, and eight. Oh, you're, you're the same as Shane on soul, but mind, whoa, all the way up to ten. Good job. Not bad. Not bad. Good work. Good work. So uh, let's uh, see Danielle. Now, Dan, oh, Danielle, you've got to be way at the top. I mean, you're an elder, right? <laughs> so, and you've preached here, so we've all sat under your wise counsel. So let's see how we can do here with you. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Well, let's try it again. Let's see. Maybe, maybe, maybe you had an inaccurate reading. Try that again. Man. Oh, much better. Good work, guys. Thank you very much. Do I have any other volunteers who would like to? Okay. Um. I'm glad to see Danielle came through there in the end. That was <laughs> concerning me a little bit. But the question is, in all seriousness, can, can we, at the beginning of our year, as we, as we hear from God this wisdom, that his instruction, his commandment for us is to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, what are some things that we can do that would be enabling us to become more the people God has created us to be? How can we love God with all of our heart? We often think of our heart as where our emotions originate. We could ask, how do we love God with our emotions? Do you allow yourself to emotionally respond to God's love for you? Are you connecting with God and, and responding to God emotionally with your core, with your center, with your heart, and with your mind? How do you think about God? Are you working to get to know him? Are there things that you could do this year to become more knowledgeable of God, who God is, who he is, knowing him with your mind? Your soul, your soul is the core of who you are. It's the eternal you. Are there things that we can do with our soul to get to know God? I think of my soul. There are five components I think of when I think of my, my soul. My personality, my strengths, my skills, my spiritual gifts, and my passions. You'll see that on your handout, they're listed there. So that may be a way to, to help you think about this. Maybe you want to think about what are ways that I could become more loving to God, more loving to people with these various areas of my life. Some of them may make more sense to you than others. That's okay. You know, I'm just trying to get you to think about this. How can we, this is the January 1st. 2017, what better thing for us to pause and think about and to consider? How can I become more of who God has made me to be in this great commandment that he has given to us? To help us think about this a little more, 
um, Nancy's going to come and share her story, um, bits of her story, and how this, um, how she thinks about this, and how this has worked out in her life in a specific way. Prop. I brought a prop just to be really ready. Um, first of all, um, when I thought about the, these five elements that you've got on your paper, I was thinking of some ways that um, I did this when I was younger, like what things helped me to learn to do these better, to love the Lord with my whole heart, soul, and mind. And the first one was this one. I'm looking for my, there it is. Um, when I was a very, very young Christian, I was encouraged to think about the Lord like all the time. Like I wanted to love him with my whole heart, and I thought, I can't do that unless I'm actually thinking about him. So somebody, my pastor, somebody said, why don't you think about God every time the clock gets to the hour mark? And as a kid in school, you know how you look? You guys probably know. You look at the clock, and it ticks, and you like... If three o'clock's when it ends, everybody's watching the seconds, and they go really slow till you get to the three o'clock, and then we're out of here, you know? So I thought, what if I think about God every time the clock goes on to the hour? Every time I notice that it's an hour, I just think about God. Then I got the idea to um, shorten that to every 15 minutes. I even did a half an hour first, and then I went to every 15 minutes and thought, okay, if I'm thinking about God that often, it's kind of more in my head that he's part of my life and he's involved in my, I'm involved in a relationship with him. So eventually I got, so I was doing it every five minutes and I was working at Baskin Robbins and, you know, people are coming in and out, but I'd glance at the clock and I'd see, okay, it's um, one of those minutes and I'd think about the Lord. Eventually it got so I was automatically thinking about him pretty much all the time. And that was a really good tool for me to be able to be in a relationship with him so that it was part of my life to know who he was and that he was involved in my life. Um, then I came across um, this verse. Some, at some point, this sunk into my heart very deeply. And I'm a mercy giver. That's my spiritual gift. That's one of the things on that list Greg just gave us is spiritual gifts. And I figured out mercy is mine. And for some of you, that might mean something. But um, this verse says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, love others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. So what happened when this got into my heart and soul was, um, this is the love your neighbor as yourself part of the verse that we're looking at today, is everyone has a story. Every person in the world, anybody who's ever lived, who you know, has a story. Something's going on in their life, and like God's involved in my life, things are going on in their life. They might not know the Lord yet, but they have a story, and they want to, they're happy to share it. And I got so I started um, asking people what their story was. I thought about it when I'm going through the checkout line at Walmart, or when I'm sitting on a plane doing my mission stuff around the world. Like, what's, why am I sitting next to this person? They, maybe they need to tell me their story. And then listening. Like, I, I had a whole lesson in listening at one point and just listening to what God wanted to tell me. Maybe there was something I could pass on to them that the Lord wanted to tell them. But thinking about them as being more important than me, the higher value than me, and that I should look to their interests, 
help me to love my neighbor as myself better. So those were a couple things that I learned as life went on. Um, I also started learning this one. Uh, as time went on, I was in college. I had told the Lord, I'll do anything but be a missionary. Anything but. And some of you might know that that's what we do now. We do that. My whole life is now that whole venue of missions. And this verse, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart, is what shifted for me. It's not like I have a Christmas list and I go, okay, God, here are my desires. You meet them one after another. But rather, I'm asking God to give me the desires of my heart. It says he'll give you the desires of your heart. What he did was like rewrite, rewrote them and gave me new desires. I was terrified of spiders and all the stuff about missions that I knew. And he changed my desires so that that wasn't a big issue anymore. You know, at Messiah, where I went to college, I was the, the spider smasher for my whole floor at, eventually. So God also put a desire for missions in my heart. And that was something that grew during that time as well. Um, I've even been through cancer a couple times and all the treatment things that go along with that. But because I had that think of God every minute thing going on, and I was thinking about the stories of other people, that, you know, we went through it okay because God was in the middle of it. And I was looking for how we were to bless the people around us, and we knew he was right there. So it wasn't easy, but, you know, stuff happens. We all have things happening, but it doesn't have to devastate us when we have that loving the Lord with all of our heart, soul, and mind. Um, I used to be pretty shy in high school, believe it or not. Some of you know how absolutely unbelievable that is. And um, eventually, I started getting more comfortable, and I feel like the Lord started unfolding my personality and helping me know who I, who I am. And one of the things I found out and came totally home when Greg and I got married, we did the personality test, and I wasn't just an extrovert. I was off the end of the scale. And um, I... Uh, just show you a couple pictures of me doing training overseas you know I get ready for the day and have all my supplies and I'm just ready to go and I get to train adults how to do children's ministry that's the missions thing that I do and um, I figured out I'm a people person and that I'm kind of goofy and funny when I'm up front but I didn't even know that when I was in high school um, yeah there I am <laughs> I'm teaching them how to say Bible verses like a sumo wrestler at that point. <laughs> um, I got a degree in, uh, in, in education at Messiah Christian Ed, and I've gotten training and all that kind of stuff. And I wrote curriculum on missions and how to be involved, for kids to be involved in missions. So that's one of my things we did in um, the last place we lived was I do all sorts of teaching cultures to kids and all that kind of thing. So here... You know, personality strengths, strength of mind and a skill was this educational piece. Then experience. Let's see what I put there. Oh, I put on a picture. Uh, I also wrote curriculum. I had all sorts of experiences doing that. And then what he did, I talked about passions and um, taking the delight in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. One of the things he did for me was to put a passion in me, and it was there from since I was a kid, but the passion for loving children didn't just bloom. It like 
it, it's like lava coming out of a volcano for me. It's, I can't help it. It's, it's huge. And um, it, it taps into my mercy gift where I'll see a child and just think, I don't care who you are. You are so special to God, and he loves you so much. And that passion and excitement for children, just I can't control it. So when I'm teaching people how to do children's ministry, I'm also teaching them how to love kids and how to have passion for them and how to appreciate the fact that every one of them is known and loved by God and planned from before eternity. So that all comes out. So the passions grow. And that's something I think we can all learn is how our spiritual gifts are in us percolating and how God wants to take them along with our skills and our personality to help us know what we're supposed to do. So kids overseas, I love to get my hands on them and love to to love them and and see them. And uh, then this whole part of being able to teach others. This is a group I just taught in Malawi in, Malawi in December, early December. I was with this group. And they're in the capital, Lilongwe, Malawi. And um, these guys went through a, a three-day training. And you can tell how fun they are, right, just looking at them. And um, you'll see in the... Somewhere in the picture near me, do you see that little yellow thing? That is my chicken. Here I go. I'm going to squeeze it for you. So this chicken goes all over the world with me. And it's a tool I use in my, in my ministry. And um, people love to just have fun with the training. We do have a really good time. But we also have times where we're, you know, I've had times in China even where people are on their faces crying and weeping before the Lord because they're not loving, they haven't loved kids well enough. And they see holes in what they need to be doing. And they just, in Indonesia as well, just weeping before the Lord. And it's so humbling to me when, you know, we've got it easy here. They're actually fighting against a communistic thing. They have to, they're at risk every time they have church and all that. And yet, they're doing it anyway, and then they're, they're weeping before the Lord. But it's so exciting because things are happening. I'm training people, and they're learning how to train other people, and they work with kids. This picture came to me a week after I got back from one of those people in the Malawi picture, and they did an outreach and had over 400 children show up. There they are, right there. Um, they sent me a picture, and like made me think, 73 children that day came to Christ. And they're not just getting, coming to Christ. It's not a, we share the gospel and leave, but it's disciple those kids for a lifetime. They're set up to do that. They're in relationship with them, helping them to grow, like you guys are here. This church just ministers to my heart because it's happening here. So these are just ways that the Lord has um, helped me learn how to do these. And obviously... None of us is done yet. I'm not done growing. And who knows, God might unfold a new chapter later. But for now, it seems like all those things have come together, and I've been able to use them um, to love the Lord as, as well as I can through his power and his love, his spirit, helping me to do these things. So there you go. So hopefully that maybe sparks some ideas for you. And uh, what I'd like to do is actually give a, just a couple minutes for you to, um, by yourself, look at the handout 
and think, is there something God would be saying to me, some boxes that I could fill in, some things that I would maybe initiate or change or maybe cut out in my life? As I think about this in a very linear way, trying to take what's a little bit out there and bring it to something practical, um, that's my prayer for you this morning, that God would give us some things that we can do to honor this commandment of God, to love the Lord God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and to love our neighbors ourselves. So just take a minute, think about that, pray about that. See if there's something that God would have you put in any of those boxes. As you're doing that, particularly note the final statement at the bottom of the page. Of all the things that you've thought this morning, what is one thing that you can attempt to do beginning right now? Fill that in. What is one thing you can attempt and begin doing right now? If you're willing and I have something this will help you actually step forward in that if you share that with someone. If you just tell someone, this is, what, this is what I'm hearing God say to me. This is something that I want to attempt to begin doing, to grow in my love for God and my love for other people. So again, I'll just give you uh, 30 seconds if you want to turn to someone and share what it is that you hear God speaking. That would be great. Okay, my uh, hope for you in 2017, if you de decide to play poker, I hope you win.
but uh, you guys don't play poker. I hope you have a prosperous year if you're in real estate, stock market, business. I really do. May God bless you with a prosperous year. I hope you're happy in 2017. I hope you make wise decisions, good decisions. These are, these are good things. And, um, you know, it's good to pursue that. But most of all, I hope that you will grow in your love for God and for other people during the upcoming year. I hope that you will honor that great commandment of Jesus's, that you will think about how can you grow in your love for God with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and loving others as yourself. Remember, you are a unique creation. You are God. You have a God-given purpose. You have all that is needed to fulfill God's purpose for you. Your life is a journey of ongoing obedience to God and ongoing personal development, being prepared for what God has for you next. God bless you.